ate my strawberries. I'm mentally prepared. I'm gonna <laughs> put this over here so I don't knock it down or whatever. Oh, I could have water. Yay, water. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so like, refreshing. I deserve this water. <laughs> <laughs> Just talked for an hour. I don't think I yelled enough as a keto. If I had to critique my performance, it's that I don't yell enough as a keto. Well, keto does a lot of like quiet threatening. I was thinking occasional that, like, shouting, but when I read, when I listened to the way the dialogue, the the person acted in the anime, I was like, oh, I screamed this thing and talked this thing, and she talks these things and screams these things, <laughs> and I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, you're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about fruits basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen, and I'm Kayla. I don't know why I sounded confused about my own name. <laughs> like, <laughs> just... Am I though? <laughs> my my, I could feel my really? vocal cords doing something weird, and I was like, "That sounds like a question in my head." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, who are we? I mean, there's philosophical debates to be had. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're discussing uh, chapters one twenty three to one twenty five. Woo! And we're gonna do our summary and then discussion, and then spoilery discussion, like we always do. I don't know if anything special <laughs> was spoiled by this, but we'll talk about it. The end. I mean, <laughs> okay. Chapter 123 opens with the somewhat ambiguous narration, I wish I could have lived my life without making any wrong turns. At the hospital, Toru's grandpa tells Yuki that he can go home. Toru's family will take everything from here. Yuki says that he'll come back tomorrow to explain what happened. And Grandpa Honda tells him to make sure he goes to school or Toru will worry. And Yuki smiles ruefully, as, as everyone does in this series. Before he leaves, Grandpa Honda asks about that orange-headed boy, and Yuki remembers Kyo standing sullenly as Toru was loaded into the ambulance. He's just an idiot, sir, Yuki says. He's stupid and has rotten timing. He lost his nerve and made her cry. He's the one guy who can do that better than anyone, even me. And then realizing that perhaps he went overboard with the rage in front of Toru's grandpa, is like, er, uh, but then Toru's grandpa, he says about that and smiles a knowing smile. At the main house. Kagura and Kisa check with Jirei about Toru. Hitori checks on Akito, who says that she's fine, but sits sullenly and quietly in her room. The narration from before continues. I wish I could have lived in a kind world without anxiety or fear, without hurting other people, without hurting myself, only doing the right things. We see Omiji, Hiro, and Rin huddled on the floor, sketchbook cast to the side, clearly upset about the news, and we see Kyo sitting on the balcony looking out at the night. The narration continues, I wish I could have followed the shortest path to the kind world I wish for. That's wrong. That's stupid. When it comes to other people's lives, you can say that irresponsible dreck as much as you want. Yuki returns to Shigeru's house and finds Haru there. The door was unlocked, apparently. This house is pretty loose, Haru says, and Yuki's like, don't be vulgar, and then karate chops his forehead. A trait that I'm sure he picks up, picked up from Kakeru. <laughs> Haru heard what happened. Everyone's talking about it at the main house. You should have seen Rin, he says. She went pale, then white, then worse pale. See it next time. And Yuki's like, that's not very nice. <laughs> oh, and her breasts grew again, Haru adds thoughtfully. Are you trying to lighten the mood, brag, or just start on the sexual harassment? Yuki shouts. Haru tilts his head to the side. In a ghosty panel way, he adds, can't it be all three? <laughs> all three, Yuki says, sweating, and then he plops down. After the world's longest day, Haru uh, obviously came to check on him and asked about Toru. Haru says that Kyo didn't tell him anything. Yuki asks if he's upstairs and Haru says yeah. He looks like his soul flew out of him though. He didn't go with her? Kyo has his own pain and circumstances, Yuki says. We all know that, but... And then he stands in a rage-filled haze strong enough to create a breeze that blows back Haru's hair. And he adds, <laughs> none of his baggage is important right now. And storms off to talk to Kyo. Have fun, Haru says. 
Shigeru arrives at home and is about to say something, but stops when Yuki passes him in his rage in the hallway and is like, what the heck? And then Haru welcomes him back. <laughs> Upstairs, Yuki slams the open Kyo's bedroom door. You. Why didn't you go to the hospital? He says. Kyo doesn't answer. You know you're the worst person I know. Say what you want, Kyo says. Even if I was there, I'd only hurt her. I can't protect her. She's better off with you. Is that so? Yuki says. He comes around and stands above Kyo menacingly. He remembers Toru's grandpa saying with a, his big smile about that. What an awful thing. You should really let him have it. The punches fly and they're so loud that Shigeru flinches downstairs. Ugh, this is why I hate boys, he says, and Haru, completely unfazed, is like, can I order pizza? <laughs> Upstairs, the fight intensifies. You can't protect her? What the hell do you mean, Yuki says. You mean you should have been able to catch her when she was about to fall off a cliff? Would you have felt better if you could have rescued her when she was about to be hit by a car or something? That's incredible. Who the hell are you? Are you some kind of superhero? You're just a stupid cat. Kyo turns and stands, finally pulled into the fight. Shut up, damn it, he, he shouts. I never said I wanted that. You're the one who's so wonderful. I wish I could have been like that. Someone like you. I want to be like you. Yuki remembers Kyo running away from him as a kid after he found the hat. More punches fly, and downstairs Haru asks if he can add nuggets to the order. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about that. <laughs> Upstairs, Yuki shouts, Cut the crap! Stop screwing around! And he pins Kyo down. You son of a... It's the same for me. I wanted to be like you. Kyo's completely taken aback, and Yuki continues. I aspired to be you. So how can you just... Why are you the first one to say, Don't throw that crap at me, you idiot. Stop screwing around. Yuki pulls back and holds his shaking fist. But we can only be ourselves. We can't be anyone but ourselves, and we have to accept that. He kicks in a nearby bedroom door and shouts, You were protecting her. Open your eyes. You were. You made her laugh. You made her happy. Maybe it was only little things. I mean, it didn't have to mean being a superhero. You didn't have to be that strong. When you were with her, just look at her. She's always smiling around you. Do you think that I could make her like that? I swear you're so thick. There's some things on this planet that only you can do. So stop making her cry. Get your act together. Yuki pants. And Kyo stands without responding. What are you standing here for? Yuki asks, crossing his arms impatiently. You said you wanted to be like the almighty me, right? So listen to me, you stupid cat. Kyo grimaces and leaves. Tears well in Yuki's eyes and he remembers Kyo's words. I wanted to be like you. Damn it, I hate that bastard, he says. We see the narration continue. I wish I could have lived my life without making any wrong turns, but that's impossible. A path like that doesn't exist. We fail. We trip. We get lost. We make mistakes. And little by little, one step at a time, we push forward. It's all we can do. On our own two feet. Even if we get a little banged up, someday we'll reach something. We'll reach someone. We pray. Haru finds Yuki in the hallway and asks if he's okay, and he smiles, a relieved smile. Haru, Yuki, and Shigure sit at the table and eat pizza. Shigure asks where Kyo is. Yuki says, probably at the hospital. Really? Shigure says, but visiting hours ended a long time ago. Did you know that when you shoved him there? Haru asks. Who can say? Yuki says. But normal people would realize that, wouldn't they? He's just so unbelievably stupid. I hope Uwatani-san and Hajime-san let him have it too. Wonderful, now we have a black Yuki-kun, Shigure says. <laughs> The chapter closes at the hospital. Kyo kneels on the sidewalk in front of the door with a sign that clearly states the visiting hours are over. I fell for it. No, wait. Just calm down for a second, Kyo, he says to himself, and cries chibi tears of regret. <laughs> the chapter ends on the narration. Come on, it's time to start walking. Chapter 124 opens with Akito hovering outside the door to Kurino's hospital room. We cut to school, where Haru and Yuki chat. The tests on Toru are almost complete, he says, so anyone will be able to visit her soon. Muji skip class to go see her, it turns out, and Yuki says that her room is sure to be flooded with guests. Yeah, still, Haru says, it's going to be pretty hard for Kyo. Which turns out to be true, because across the hallway, they observe Uo and Hana in a miasma of rage, blocking Kyo from leaving the school. 
I want to go visit her at the hospital. Can I get through? He asks. Did you hear that, Arisa? It seems like he truly wishes to go, Hana says. How very kind of him. I guess we had him all wrong, Uo says. That really cleans out the heart, doesn't it, Hanajima? Aren't you just falling in love with him despite yourself? Then they tee-hee and ha-ha their way away. And hey, Kyo says, if you've got something to say... You got some nerve thinking you could just see her right now, you stupid lust-filled cretin. Come here so I can hang you up and swing you around and send you flying. Hanajima, my spear! Bring my spear! Uo shouts while everyone else watches nervously. Shh, you mustn't, Arisa, Hana says. You'll leave physical evidence. Poor thing getting scratched up, Uo says. But that's not even the problem here. I know, Kyo says. Oh, you know, she says. Would someone who knows look her in the face and say, I'm disillusioned? How do you know that, Kyo says. Oh, right, Yuki says, looking thoughtful. I guess I told them. With a cheeky as fuck smile, he adds. <laughs> Sorry, friend, I didn't know it would incur this much wrath. Forgive me? And with that, Uo and Hana forbid him to go see Toru. Simply apologizing without a thought would mean nothing but a nuisance, Hana says. There's no meaning in it because Torukun doesn't blame you. Think, is that what Torukun would want? If you're truly sorry, there are other things that you should be doing, aren't there? He remembers Toru lying on the ground, about to pass out, and telling him, It's okay. For example, Uo teases, you could be swinging your, singing your swan song. Nuo and Hana laugh, but Kyo says she is right. There are other things he needs to sort out. Yuki Hana no eye him with curiosity. Um, it's about damn time, Uo says, and smacks him in the chest, then sasses him with a pointed finger. Just hurry up and be a man already. He passes Haru and Yuki, and Haru's like, you're gonna listen to them and not see her? Man, you are dumb, and Kyo is like, I know, and Yuki leaves. At the hospital, Miji notices Akito, sitting dejectedly and teary-eyed on a bench outside. He approaches and asks if she came to see Kareno or Toru, and Akito doesn't reply. Miji says they're both okay, and that's what's important. Akito remembers visiting Kareno. I heard a lot happened after that. Akito, are you alright? Kareno asks. In the present, she says to Omiji that Kareno could have blamed her. Why didn't he? Is he stupid? He just forgives people no matter what. What's wrong with that? Omiji asks. Thanks to both of them being stupid, you're not being blamed. So, it's, isn't it nice that you can take advantage of their stupidity? Omiji looks over and asks why Akito is crying. Akito remembers again visiting Kareno. I wondered what Kareno would do if I said that I wasn't okay. Would he come back? Would he come back to my side again? That's what it seemed like. I think that's the kind of person Kareno just is. He's indulgent and kind. He's so kind. I think that for a long time I was just killing him. I hate it. I hate myself, Akito says to Omiji, sobbing. And she remembers visiting him again. She rests her head on his bed, and he pats her head. I'm sorry, she thinks. I can't undo what I did, and my apology doesn't mean anything. Still, he listens and accepts it. Why couldn't I do anything but hurt him? Okay, Momiji says in the present. Then from now on, you have to take really good care of him. Make, maybe it's stupid to some people, but if it's not stupid to you, then it's fine. Take really good care of him, that's all. Momiji hands Akito a handkerchief and smiles reassuringly. He sits beside her. It's like the very foolish traveler, he says. It's a story. Want to hear it? Once you hear it, I bet you'll want to run and go see Toru. At the main house, Shigeru and Toru remarked that Akito really went to visit uh, Kareno by herself. But it's interesting because they still refer to Akito as a him, which is weird, at least in the English version. I don't know if it's out loud. Anyway, Hattori asks if something happened with Toru too, and Shigure is like, I guess. Uh, we see Akito enter Toru's room with the hospital, and Akito narrates, she's up beside me, not far away, not above, just close by. She talked to me. She told me that I was there. At the main house, Hattori asks Shigure, did everything go the way you planned? Huh? He says, clues pissing out about Akito. Oh, I'm actually feeling a little bad about some things. And Hattori is like, a little? <laughs> I guess you could say that I've learned to compromise a little, Shigure says. I've made progress, you know. At the hospital, Akito looks away sheepishly, then notices that Toru has extended her hand, the bandage from Akito's attack clearly visible. Akito smiles, and the chapter closes on her coming closer, hand also extended to Toru.
That's the end of 124. Chapter 125 opens at the student council. Ikakura says that he heard that Toru was in the hospital. Hmm? Where'd you hear that? Yuki asks. Yesterday, some guys from class said that the orange stud was being blamed for it, Kakuru explains. Oh, that, Yuki says with a dark smile. Union, wow, that smile's dark as hell, Kakuru says. <laughs> Kakuru says that he should have said something. Yuki says it's not really the topic that you should start a conversation with. Besides, Honda-san probably doesn't want people worrying over her, he says. Kakuru asks if it's really Kyo's fault. No, Yuki says. There was just a little accident, but she's already stable. Machi looks concerned in the background. What's wrong? Are you bottling something up? Kakuru asks. You want to cry in my manly bosom? And Yuki's like, I'm going to punch you into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> You're scary and mean, Kakuru says. He grabs Nao's head and nuggies him. Yuki says he's not bottling anything up. Yuki thinks back to the fight with Kyo, and he thinks that actually, I wasn't holding it as much as I thought. And I wasn't depressed. So to be honest, I'm a little proud of myself. I still have the same weaknesses I always did, but still, I wonder if something was finally able to change. If it did, I had the support of other people. It wasn't through my power alone. Like Kakuru. He's one of them. He narrates as Kakuru karate chops Nao in the head. Supportive. Yes, very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> karate chopping is supportive. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and Yuki thinks, looking over at Machi. Kimi's been wondering for a long time now, Kimi says, of course. What's your new relationship with this Honda girl? Yuki's like, huh? She's his mama, Kakuru explains nonchalantly as if it makes the most sense in the world. And Kimi's like, what? Oh, come on. Union, Kakuru's grossing me out. That's not funny, Kakuru. <laughs> she protected little Union when he was weak as a baby deer, Kakuru explains. And Yuki's like, you're starting to piss me off. Does that mean that she's Union's girlfriend? Kimi asks. No, didn't you hear? Kakuru tries to explain again. She's his mom. Machi, of course, doesn't contribute anything and stands silently in the corner. That doesn't make any sense, Kimi says. Yuki's like, please spare me. But Kimi can understand the the goodness of a papa, she says. I don't think that's what he meant, Yuki says. Kimi-chan's such a big girl now, Kakuri says. As the kid, kids continue to argue, Machi looks down sort of sullenly. We transition away to where Kakuru has been shopping and found the perfect gift for Toru, which is apparently a CD. Yuki asks how he has chosen it, and he says that when he doesn't know what to give someone, he just gives them something that he would like, which is a great tactic, question mark. <laughs> Yuki asks if he'll really go see her, and he says that he will. Komaki wants him to. He asks if that's a problem, and Yuki hesitates and thinks that he really doesn't- he just doesn't want <laughs> Toru's family to see Kakuru as his friend. Check it out, you know, they have a porn section! We can't go in, though, he says. After they leave the store, Kakuru confirms that Yuki's not coming. Yuki says that he's planning to see her tomorrow, but maybe he will go with Kakuru. But you can't come, Kakuru complains, and Yuki's like, what? I'm a different person in front of Honda-san. Anyway, thanks for coming along with me, he says, and he turns to leave. Yuki's like, what? Hey, Yuki. Good work, man, he says as he leaves. Yuki looks surprised, but then as Kakuru walks away, he smiles. I wonder if he realizes how much he just said there, he says out loud. Yuki thinks, I'm still thankful that I have someone worrying about me and supporting me. For that reason, I want to be someone who can stand up to his own weaknesses. Even in places like these, surrounded by crowds of people... Crowds used to make me wonder how many people would notice if I disappeared. I used to mull that kind of thing over constantly once upon a time. But now I'm a little different. While Yuki passes by strangers on the street and passes many stores, he notices something in a window and goes to talk to the shopkeeper about it. He asks if it's whatever it is in the store is real. The shopkeeper says that it is. Yuki says that he'll take it. His cell phone rings and he answers it and turns out that it's Machi. On the other end of the line, Machi hesitates and apologizes for calling him suddenly. She says that she has something to give him. Yuki thinks, it's not like that. It doesn't have to be a lot of people. Even if it's just one person, that's enough. 
Yuki says that he has something to give to her as well, and so they decide to meet. Yuki thinks, having one person is an incredible thing, because then it can't be zero. I was happy. I was happy then too. I was so happy it tickled. In the midst of all these people, she singled me out and found me. And it's the same thing now. Having someone other than yourself thinking of you, looking for you, you can't take that for granted. Yuki goes to meet Machi in the station. He looks around as many people pass and tries to find her. When he sets eyes on her, he smiles and her eyes light up too. He thinks it's a miraculous, blessed thing. Once they meet, Machi says that she's apologized. Machi apologizes and says she wasn't sure she should wait for tomorrow. I thought it might not be fresh anymore tomorrow or something, she says. Yuki wonders what she's talking about. <laughs> anyway, here's a, a gift, well, gift for Honda-san, she says. It's a, handing him a small bag. It would be weird for me to give it to her, so will you do it for me? Yuki says it's not a problem, but you went to all that trouble. It wasn't. Anyway, I didn't know what to get, she says, so I got her a bath set. It's good for bad backs and stiff shoulders and stuff. Is that something you'd like, Machi? He asks. Huh? How'd you know? She says. And he's like, you're just like your brother. Yuki says that he'll be happy to give it to her. And then Machi hesitantly hands him a very large bag. Here, this is for you, President. And Yuki's like, for me? He opens the bag and it's fertilizer. <laughs> I just saw it, she says, while shopping. It was a coincidence. It was in front of the shop that I passed. They said it was really good, so... And I was already there. Um, you said something about it before, that you wanted some, so... And she starts to trail off. You can remember some speaking together outside. He thinks, I bet it was heavy, imagining her carrying it. I get it, he says. I get that's what you meant by you wanted it to be fresh. Don't worry, it'll be fine. Machi's like, huh? And then she remembers the conversation with the clerk that said it's really good, but you have it has to be fresh. And it might lose its freshness, <laughs> thinking that maybe he was teasing her. <laughs> Yuki thanks her. I love it, honestly. I guess it's my turn, he says. Here's a gift. Machi's like, what? She opens the bag and reveals the same Mogeta figure that Ayame had before, <laughs> the large one that he had gregariously defaced. <laughs> this, this is, Machi says, and she trails off. Yuki says it was a coincidence, but he found it. They said it's a real thing. Wasn't it expensive, she says, eyes wide, holding it close. No, it was a fair price, he says. She looks down at it and then picks it up and looks at it from, uh, from below. Machi, you're making the same face as Mogeta, he says. <laughs> Machi hugs it tight and says, thank you. Hey, Machi, you know I, Yuki says, but the wind blows away one of the bags from the gifts. He goes to catch it. I, I wanted to thank her. Honda-senpai, I mean, Machi says. I know we don't have a relationship or anything, and I'm probably butting in, but I'm really happy that someone like you exists in this world. And if she was protecting you, I just wanted to thank her, she says. President, even if you really are weak, like a baby deer or whatever, I think it's because you're like that, that you notice someone like me, and talk to me. I'm happy, really. I'm so glad that you were there for me. Yuki remembers Haru encourage him, encouraging him. It's because you're like that, Yuki, that I know that there's someone out there who'll understand you, and someday you'll find each other. Yuki returns to Machi, who started crying, and gently touches her cheek. Right, he says, and here she is. Machi looks up at him, and smiles a soft smile, and continues to cry, and Yuki starts to cry too. Thank you for finding me, he says. She takes his hand. Yuki remembers Ayami's words. I think that that weakness and kindness that you have are very precious. At the hospital, <laughs> Kakeru has met Hattori, Ayami, and Shikure. Ayami sees him sadly, and Kakeru asks if he's caught a cold. We're in a hospital, you want to get that checked, he says. No, no, not to worry. Is it not said that a sneeze is a sign that one's being talked about? Besides... I will trust my body to none but Tori-san. You should get your head properly examined at least once, Hattori says. 
hey, what do you do to get so good looking? Kaku asks while Shigure sleeps <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Kaku just chilling with the Mabudachi tree in the hospital. <laughs> he belongs with them. He's an honorary Mabudachi. I think we talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere at the train station, Machi comments with a smile. It feels like we're crying in our corner of the world, and Yuki smiles too. Yeah, come on, he says. He thinks, let's go and get a little closer to the middle. This time it's the two of us. He takes her hand and they leave together. Chapter closes and then looking at each other longingly in the eyes and holding hands and leaving the train station. That blessing is a miracle. That's it for volume Ta-da. 21. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. There's actually a lot of different stuff happened this time. So we're <laughs> I, I have no regrets though, because <laughs> the next things are kind of related. We talked about this before. That's why everything is sectioned this way at the end of this story that we're getting close to mm-hmm. we're done with volume 21 wow Yay. or we're done are we done with the volume 11 no we're halfway through this the special edition volume 11 so but there's only one special edition left and there's two volumes of the original edition left yeah so there's exciting. like one full-size volume and one oh there's 23 volume. that's right there's like the little short one yes yeah it's a good time so there's a couple different things that happened we had like akito's akito trying to go and make amends for things and everybody talking about what happened after um and also kyo well kyo getting sashed akito going and making amends um and like talking to kurino specifically mostly about kurino and momiji finds her and then there was um the last chapter was kind of a one-off it was about yuki and machi which was adorable Mm -hmm. He got one last hurrah of property damage. Yes! <laughs> I was honestly really excited about that. I was like, is he kicking? He's kicking the door! <laughs> this is like one of the other... This is a great reveal. One of the best things in this series was that that was revealed. I mean, we kind of saw it like playing out up until now. But it was finally revealed to Yuki and to like to Yuki and Kyo, to each other, that they wanted to be like each other. And mm-hmm. that was part of what was like you know, fueling their hatred of each other, mm-hmm. their out, out, outward facing hatred of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think this, this confrontation between Yuki and Kyo is uh, one of the best like parts of the series. I agree with you. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> twitching. I'm far away from the microphone. <laughs> I also thought you might have something else to say, so I didn't say anything. Well, I was waiting until you were. I'm good. Yes. I agree okay. with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's one of those like, like really long running kind of character threads, I guess with them like yeah. quote unquote hating each other and like it's been like obvious from early on that it's like out of like at first it might have been called like jealousy but yeah. like it's become more and more obvious that it's like because they like each of them has traits that the other admires and like wanted to be that kind of person and so yeah like, that just kind of grew into resentment over time and so- it did seemed like jealousy and it turned out to be no yeah it seemed like it seemed like yeah enviousness yeah, it was and jealousy. like yeah, it was, like, in the chapter where we saw, like, Yuki's, like, flashback to, like, meeting Kyo for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a line in there that's something about, like, admiration turned into jealousy, jealousy. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. And also the way that's presented in the story to us is, like, oh, it's, like, well, it's, like, the obvious, like, the cat and the rat have to fight. And then it becomes, like... Mm-hmm. Kyo is, like, he wants to be part of the Zodiac with the bed and, like, the fighting and... Mm-hmm. Um, that's like kind of in the middle of the story because it's in the B track that that's revealed that they have the bet, and then we just got the like 
the turn on that, which is that really Kyo was just using his like quote unquote hatred of Yuki to kind of like not address his other feelings that he had. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that he wants to be it's obvious that he's like jealous of Yuki and he wants to be more like him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like we've had it clearly stated from Yuki's point of view that he had, you know, wanted to be like Kyo when he was younger mm-hmm. and that's like grew into this, you know, weird almost hatred. Yeah. At their time now. Like he's admitted that to himself. But we haven't really seen that from Kyo's perspective and so it's kind of <laughs> Fun with him being the first one to actually say it out loud, which yeah. makes Yuki angry. <laughs> I know. I think that's hilarious. I've kind of yeah. forgot about that specific part where I was like, Yuki's so pissed off that Kyo said it. That's really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah. like, I spent all this time, all this self-reflection. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, in typical fucking idiot Kyo fashion, he just yeah, barges in with stumbles this... right into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was really good. Mm-hmm. The whole scene where he's, yeah, they're, like, arguing, and they're, like, I wanted to be like you. I want to be like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Um, and Kyo, uh, Yuki also really um, touches a nerve where he's, like, oh, you, what do you think you can save her from a car accident? That would make you feel yeah. better? And he's, like, what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's how it gets Kyo, like, his interest peaked into the fight, right? Where he yeah um, actually starts to engage what seems like he's we don't see all of it because we get the cutaways <laughs> all the punching with shigeru being like i hate boys and stuff like that yeah <laughs> um, which is also great but um it seems like that's when kyo actually starts to like he verbally responds and starts to fight back which is fun which is mm-hmm. you know um but it's also ridiculous his his like his um guilt over not being able to save toru's mom and not being able to do anything about toru is all it's crazy. Like, you can't stop random mm-hmm. things from happening. So Yeah, Yuki's I love like, Yuki just being like, wow, that's amazing. Are you a fucking superhero? Yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki is at peak sass in yeah. these three chapters, but specifically in that one, where he's mm-hmm. like, what, you think you're fucking Superman? Like, you think that, that would make you feel better? Yeah. You just like, saved her from getting crushed by a bus or, like, a falling building? No. <laughs> it's like... Mm-hmm. And then he's like, open your fucking eyes. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> you were protecting her by keeping her happy and making her smile and all this other stuff. Like, just the everyday things that people do that mm-hmm. give people a good fucking life. <laughs> Come on, Kyo. <laughs> yeah. Toru was deeply sad when you met her. And so were you. And it's like, now, like, you, your presence deeply impacted her. You think mm-hmm. negatively. But Yuki's like, can't you see that it's, like, a good thing? Anyway, very interesting. In yeah. a shouty way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyo only learns by shouting. I mean, yeah. You know. <laughs> He's got to get the sense literally knocked into him. <laughs> by literally everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I very much enjoy the, um, like, the gang bullying of my Hana and Uo afterward, too. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like not... Like, he's, like, not that shocked or upset by it either he's just kind of like so this is happening yeah <laughs> he's also like yeah uh if you have something to say just like say it like he yeah. knows that they have he knows you know mm-hmm. i feel like if you if this happened and you were kyo and you went to school the next day you just be like what the hell i love yuki's campaign to also make it worse too by yeah being like he's like oh yeah i guess i told them that you said this awful thing <laughs> mm-hmm. last time we speculated about how much yuki heard and we were like oh i don't know if you heard anything but he clearly heard that, which is the most important thing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm disillusioned. <laughs> like, how, ooh, I was like, bring me my spear. 
<laughs> anyway. But yeah, like, like, we don't see that much of them, like, after the fight, but it's, like, obvious that this is, like, all the tension has come to a head and it's kind of past now, like. Yeah, it seems like. Just in those, like, interact- short interactions in school, like, it's not, like, hostile like it used to be. Like, even no. him, like, obviously, like, making things worse for Kyo, he's just like, oh, gee, I guess I did. And he's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he normally would been like, you bastard, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> started fighting with him again, but Kyo is just like, yeah, I accept for my stupidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just like, okay, that's fair, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, also, of course, at the <laughs> Haru and uh, Haru's like, oh, did you know that the hospital visiting hours were closed when you, like, egged him on to go there? <laughs> and Yuki's like, who can say? Like, yeah, of course he mm-hmm. did. Yeah. <laughs> All of this is an orchestrated punishment. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I want you to stop being an idiot. I love Kyo at the hospital being like, just calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how with, like, his little, like, kitty ears and tail out. Yes. <laughs> Slumped on the like, sidewalk. Chibi tears <laughs> of regret, <laughs> or whatever I said before. They don't really get drawn with their like chibi, uh, like animal stuff very much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like mostly Kyo and Momiji who get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Momiji with his happy bunny ears, and Kyo with his like grumpy kitty face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we say anything else about Kyo? I mean, I feel like it's what we saw was just his torment at the hands of many people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do like his kind of, like, resolve at the end there, like... Yes. Even, like, we talked about how, like... We just talked about, like, even, like, Yuki's, like, kind of tormenting him isn't that hostile. Mm-hmm. It's, like, at the end, like, that's... They're kind of not that hostile either, like, Uo kind of, like, gives him, like, her standard kind of, like, encouraging <laughs> smack, and it's like, it's about time, hurry up and ma- be a man. Like, yeah. Like, they're obviously not, like, furious at him, they're trying to encourage him to, like, stop fucking shit up, same yeah. as, like, Yuki's doing. <laughs> Pretty much. Like stop being a dipshit and go yeah. do this, go do yeah, this. Get thing. your act together. <laughs> yes, and then you can go see Toru. <laughs> I also like, um, he. I, I do also enjoy his resolve where he's like, I yeah, I clearly have things to do. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it until this time where it's like, yeah, there's like, you know, like the things that probably would make Toru happy have nothing to do with him apologizing to her. Like it does make yeah. sense. Like she wants mm-hmm. to be with him. There's like family shit that he needs to take care of, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, and I like um, like Hana's statement where it's the, like apologizing is meaningless because she doesn't blame you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's like you're not making case. amends for something. She's <laughs> yeah. She doesn't think there's anything to make amends for. There's other stuff you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like the things that she wants is to be with you. So, go take care of that shit, dum dum. Yeah. Say. <laughs> <laughs> and I can get behind it. Yeah, it's like sort your baggage. <laughs> <laughs> Check your baggage. So, yeah. <laughs> I also speaking of baggage, I love how Kyo or Yuki is like um, when he comes home and like talks to Haru. He's like, everybody knows that Kyo has his baggage, but that's not important right now. Yeah, <laughs> goes to sass him. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. It's also nice that people like acknowledge it. Characters like acknowledge his cat baggage now. Like mm-hmm. they didn't used to do that. That's only a recent thing. We talked about Omiji doing that a couple, yeah, episodes ago, and like Hero and stuff like that. Yeah. People like that. Yeah, because like he says, like, Kyo has his own pain and circumstances, or yeah, whatever it was that he said, so... His own pride and prejudice, I mean. Yes. <laughs> it's the alternate title. Pain and circumstances. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yes. I just feel like circumstances is, like, a very, like, <laughs> such a, um, you know, I don't know, 
Jane Austen period novel thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I feel like that's everything we can say about Kyo, except, yeah. Yeah. He has shit to do <laughs> to clean up his act. Um, and Yuki has reached, as stated, Yuki has reached peak asshole, which is great. Yes. Yeah, it's like, Shigeru says we have a black Yuki, but no, it's this asshole Yuki. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not quite the same. Yeah. At the same level of uncontrollable rage. I feel like Yuki's rage is very calculated. It's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> Haru is I love kind his, of like, like, yeah, I love his little, like, <laughs> Like, evil smile at the student council, and Kyra's yes. like, wow, that smile is dark as hell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna have to edit it, but I fucked up in my narration where it said Yuki gives a dark smile, and then Kakiri says that's dark as hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it and then I read the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though. Yes, we should talk about Yuki in the second chapter, and Yuki and Machi. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of the resolve of, like, Yuki's deal. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wanted to be noticed by someone. He wanted Kyo to notice him, you know, like as yeah. a child. And now, of course, mm-hmm. that was yeah. This is yeah. All of this is like, like he even says, like after like talking about his confrontation with Kyo, he's like, I'm yeah. a little proud of myself. Like yeah. kind of the culmination <laughs> of his sort of uh, self reflection and character development. <laughs> yeah. And now he's able to move on with love. Mm-hmm. Even before we get to like the Machi stuff, where he's just like. He's like, oh, I was able to, like, move on, and I had people supporting me. Yes. He thinks of Kakeru, his BFF. Yeah. <laughs> Kakeru the also panel of, uh, him. <laughs> yeah, the panel of uh, Kakeru being like, do you want to cry into my manly bosom? And you keep going, you want to, I'm going to punch you into the sun. Is like, <laughs> like, my perfect, like, summation of their relationship. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Kakeru's like, I genuinely care about you. And he's like, I also do, but stop. Like, that's like this. Yeah. <laughs> I also love when he's buying the gift and complaining or Yuki's like I just don't want Hadasan's family to think that like to associate you with me you know <laughs> it's <Yeah>. wonderful <laughs> I think we talked about this in spoilers but imagine the nurses being like what is this parade of people visiting this person like who is this yeah. <laughs> so many people so many beautiful people mm-hmm. yeah I love Kakura continuing to be like <laughs> like calling the Soma's beautiful like he even calls like like Kyo, like, like, like <laughs> oh. even calls Kyo like the orange stud, and then like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then in the hospital he's like, "What do you eat to get so beautiful?" <laughs> 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 he's he's the fourth wall. It's great. <laughs> Kakiru's the embodiment of the fourth wall. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like how Kakiru also acknowledges Yuki's growth and stuff, mm-hmm. and he he helps Yuki talk about how he feels about Toru in a way that's like. <laughs> makes light of it but it's like not non-threatening you know yeah he's good at doing that mm-hmm. yeah it's the same kind of like making a joke in a potentially awkward situation so mm-hmm. i feel like he's done that. i, I just keeps going to like <laughs> like she's his mama and like all this conversation you can like please stop. stop the whole time yes <laughs> he's weak like a baby deer and he's like don't yeah. <laughs> I like that Machi repeats that to her. She's like, even if you're weak like a baby deer or whatever. Yeah. Like... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I like how Machi's like obviously like very seriously mm-hmm. listening to this conversation, even though they're all being yes. like goofs. <laughs> but she's like, you could see the look on her face in some parts of it where she's like, she's important to him. I should get her a gift because she's important to him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's very cute. And it's she's sweet. like, it's sweet that like, 
that like she like her thought process went that far it's like you know like this person i don't know but who has been very important to this mm-hmm. person who's important to me and help them i should get them uh well, she's gift a, since a they're good in the hospital person right now. Like, and <laughs> yeah i also like totally forget that she's younger than everyone else yes. until she was talking about like honda senpai and yeah like, she's right. like a year younger than them <laughs> I'm like oh yes that's cute <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's like how she calls him president. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I always think of their scene, Mache and Yuki's scene, as um, this the confession as being like what comes later. There's like another scene with them later that I think about, but I feel like this is like their actual confession to each other. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. They bring each other gifts. Mm-hmm. They meet in this like crowded train station and um, the she's just like, I'm if that someone who. Like someone who found someone who, you know, helped you be the person you are, like, and if even if you're weak, like it doesn't matter because, like that. I think that that's how you found me, you know. Like it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very touching. Yeah, it's sweet that they both like were just like randomly out shopping and spotted something that the other would like and just like immediately mm-hmm. impulsively bought it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then called each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the scene where, um, like, Yuki gets to the station where she is and is, like, looking around for her, and you have the scene of her, like, looking around, and then when they meet eyes and he's smiling, mm-hmm. it's just very sweet. She looks, her face is so, she's so wide-eyed, she starts to get embarrassed, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe that expression. I'm looking at, I don't know what page it is, it's almost, it's like, whatever, what you just said, when he meets her at the train station, he's smiling, he's, like, panting, like, he was running to find her, and she's just been standing there waiting quietly. Mm-hmm. It's like she's, it's like, still surprised that he, like, came to find her. Sees, like, cares about her. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always so sad that Machi's family thinks that she's some kind of like villain for trying to kill her like baby brother. Yeah. It's like no, she's the kind of person who buys, who's empathetic enough to like buy a gift for someone that she doesn't even know because she knows that she's important to somebody that she cares about. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. Well, it was her being empathetic that even led to that, because it was her trying right. to cover her baby brother in a blanket because he the looked blanket. cold. Like, <laughs> yes. Trying to, like, care for another person and just getting severely punished in the worst possible way. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. I think it's kind of a Yuki and Machi's, like, shared kind of trait. Yuki's also like that. Like, he notices things that that I think that hurt people. He It's just that he couldn't really act on those things before. Like, he didn't have the... Um, you know, he he was still tr- dealing with his own issues where he couldn't really like have that psychological space for other people. But now yeah. he can. That's like, yeah, I think the bringing back of the the Ayame quote where he mm-hmm. says like, I think the weakness and kindness that you have are very precious. I think like, I think that's kind of like both of their thing. It's like that they've been able to maintain that mm. like in innate kindness and empathy for other people despite all the shit they gone through that would be enough to you know beat that kind of yeah, kindness totally. out of most people yeah that's true like like you're saying it's like you know she got was trying to be you know kind to her younger brother and got just punished for it it's like that would be enough to make every, anyone go like okay i'll never be yeah. kind again like, like oh so if i do one if i try to do like one nice thing then i'm gonna get punished mm-hmm. like so yeah. nobody deserves my affection mm-hmm like, in spite of everything Yuki's been through, he's always, like, pushed himself to be empathetic to other people. Like, that's all his mm-hmm. growth is all about that. 
Yeah. So it's nice. Good stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was thinking to myself, when you just need more real people like that, that would be nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Be kind. Yes. That's, that's the PSA of today's episode. <laughs> I loved this sentiment in the narration in... I think it was the first chapter. Hold on, I'm just double checking. Yeah. I think it's kind of like a key, but it runs through all the chapters, you know, ties everybody together, which is like, the whole thing is like, I wish I could have lived my life without making any wrong turns. And it's like, I wish I could have lived in a kind world without anxiety or fear, without hurting people, without hurting myself, only the right things. I wish I could have followed the shortest path to the kind world I wish for. That's wrong or that's stupid when it comes to other people's lives. You can't uh, say that kind of irresponsible dreck. You can say that kind of irresponsible dreck as much as you want. I wish I could have lived my life without making any wrong turns, but that's impossible. A path like that doesn't exist. We fail, we trip, we get lost, we make mistakes, and little by little, one step at a time, we push forward. That's all we can do on our own two feet. Even if we end up, even if we get a little banged up, someday we'll read something, we'll read someone, we pray. And like, that's the whole. And it says, come on, it's time to start walking. That's the whole narration. Yeah, I'd go so far as to call that um, the thesis statement of the series. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Because it touches on everything that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like... It brings back the uh, hurting hurt other people. people and getting hurt by them. Yeah. Turns out all my joking about that was right about it being very important to the series. But yeah. <laughs> it's... All of those things are, are touched on so many times. Like, failure, it's okay to fail, and people can mm-hmm. move on. And the important thing is that you keep yeah. trying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it is the big... If there's one part of the series probably that puts that into... Work, I mean, at least I've seen so far. There could be something at the end that we haven't... I don't remember or whatever, but... I think if there's one thing that really summarizes the thesis of the series, it's probably this this narration, which I think is why it's kind of separate. It's almost mm-hmm. like it doesn't seem to really belong to a specific character. I think it could belong yeah. to Hito, but... Yeah, I think it's meant to be like... Yeah. everybody's i think it's actually an author's narration as opposed to somebody's inner monologue because mm-hmm. it kind of talks about like kyo or whatever yeah it touches think... on all these things but mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's supposed to be like like everyone is thinking something mm-hmm. along these lines right now even if they're not thinking these exact words necessarily because like yeah because um, like it starts off like with yuki at the opening yeah of the chapter and then we see it again with Aikido, and then it goes over, like, everyone looking worried and concerned. Uh, and then obviously it ends over Kyo. It's good. I agree with you, and I, I felt the same way, and I, I very much enjoyed that piece of narration, reading it. It was just nice. And it's a good a good sentiment, generally speaking, and <laughs> summarizes the main, the whole, yeah, kind of main thesis statement or theme of the series as well. This, like, redemptive nature of of change and that you can do you can there's it's never too late yeah and it was nice in summary it was nice i mean <laughs> has the quality of our of our analysis gone down in recent yeah. episodes i don't know <laughs> in summary it's the good shit did you know this series is a good series like, that's why we started this <laughs> podcast <laughs> i'm trying to remember other things to talk about um well, we haven't I mean, talked about keto yet yeah not at all <laughs> let's talk about a keto then <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, I mean, by like, are there things to talk about? It's like, I know there are. I just need to remember what all the things are that we should talk about. Yes, we need to talk about Akito. Let's talk about Akito. Mm -hmm. Look at Akito go, leaving the house by herself. Put on her big girl pants and went to the hospital. (laughs) 
she went to apologize, unlike some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, she actually has something to apologize for. She has for. a lot of things to apologize for, yes, that's correct. <laughs> and I think her apology would mean something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The scenes with um the scenes with her and Kareno are interesting. She the it's so if this part of the series is, you know, it's we've clearly passed the I didn't we didn't really say anything last time, but I think we've clearly passed the like climax of the series. So all this is the resolution yeah. for all the things that happened <clears throat> in the last like four chapters and, and previously. So Akito goes in and apologizes and Kareno basically accepts her apology and asks if she's okay. That's like the first thing that he says mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Yeah, that look the those first panels were like the first thing he does is ask if Akito's okay and Akito looks so startled yeah. by that. Like like after everything that she did to him, he's still asking if she's yeah. okay. I mean Akito Akito expects that everyone is gonna hate her. Like the whole mm-hmm. the whole like climax like the dialogue, her dialogue in that uh, part of the story with <clears throat> Toru is all like, "Can't live in a world where people aren't guaranteed to love me all the time," you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, well, like as as G kind of points out, you know, the the two people that she was meanest to <laughs> are the kind of people who whose whose acceptance mm-hmm. is going to guarantee that she's not going to feel that way, mm-hmm. right? I also love her, like... Her guilt over that is interesting, though. Yeah. I also love her, like, kind of having, like, the dark thought, like, if I told him I wasn't okay, would he come back to me? And, like, all this stuff. Like, I like that it's not mm-hmm. just, like, an immediate change for Akito. Like, she's obviously still struggling with her, mm-hmm. you know, worse, you know, aspects. Yeah. <laughs> Even, but she's... I guess what I kind of meant by, like, it's supposed to be a resolution is, like, it doesn't feel like that, mm-hmm. but it's kind of moving toward mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like everything just overnight. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just, like, like... Yeah. Like, she's trying. That's where where we are right now, where she had yes. been before. So It's interesting how, like, sassy Momiji is to her. It's like, mm-hmm. this, he's also at peak sassiness, yeah. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, I really like, like, his expressions throughout the conversation so are interesting. Good. Like, mm-hmm. like, he st- like he sees her, and is actually, like, surprised to see her there. Yes. And, like, he hesitates and then approaches. And, like, starts off kind of, like, you know, being, you know, kind of open and kind to Momiji. Like, did you come here by yes. yourself? And and then like is obviously kind of skeptical. Yeah, he's skeptical. For part of it. Yeah, skeptical is a nice way to describe it. I described it as <laughs> he's kind of he's being kind of mean. Like he <laughs> he's he's like I think really he, like you really think that? Yeah, yeah, like I think he's like like he's approaching cuz there's obviously like this is obviously different. Interesting. Like yes. she came on her own to the hospital. By herself. Also. <laughs> yeah. But he's like I think he's kind of like pushing her to see mm-hmm. like if she's really trying mm-hmm. or not and then like when she starts like crying and saying that she hates herself that's where he's yeah. like okay like it's like like this is a genuine effort yes. to be a better person I can see and that i will you need help to be you comforted. let me tell you a story called the very foolish traveler yeah <laughs> yes yeah momiji is like it's okay that you momiji even says like it's okay that you made a mistake it's okay that you hurt someone you just have to be really nice to him from now on like you you have to do your best to yeah. have a good relationship from, with him from now on. Like, you know, Miji's like giving Akito the education that she never got on how to be, yeah. be a good person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the follow through of that, you know, thesis statement we were just talking about. Yes. That, like, it's never too late to change. You can get up and start walking. Yes. And then I love the, uh, the little conclusion of the, like, reaching out the hand mm-hmm. scene from earlier with Toru and Akito. Yes. <laughs> I always liked this little scene. Akito comes in the room. And... I also think this is like 
the first genuine Akito smile we've seen in the series. Probably. Aside from maybe some baby Akito. Mine's covered with a post-it note, <laughs> like when... so let me just take that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Because most of the time it's, like, really... Sinister. <laughs> yes. I was going to say haughty. Yes. Sinister is good, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, source self sad Because Akito's, like, motivation wasn't genuine kindness, right? It was always, like, in... in yeah. support of like keeping power over the you know in the relationship that she has with everyone else so like yeah why would she be like this is mm -hmm. a genuine interaction of like you know empathy and kindness as opposed to mm -hmm. like any actions that we've seen her carry out before this is like the Grinch's heart growing three yeah. sizes <laughs> for Akito <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah, I love where Toru just holds out her hand, and then, you know, you see mm -hmm. Akito approaching with her hand extended. Yeah. And I love well. the three panels of, like, Akito's face, like, before we see the hand extended. Like, yes. Like, she's she's looking in the room, and then she looks down, and then kind of, like, looks up, like, shyly almost, and then sees, like, she's still extending her mm -hmm. hand to her. And mm -hmm. <laughs> I also love that there's a stuffed bunny in Toru's bed that Momiji obviously gave her. Obviously. Of course it came from him. <laughs> That's not headcanon, it's a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly there because he, he was... Also, the fact Momiji immediately skipped school to go see Toru. I know. <laughs> He's like, later. Yeah. <laughs> I have other things to care about. Just like when he was like, why did I stay in your... Why was I, like, drawn to this person when Akito left? And he's like, I can't hang out. I can't be with you anymore. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah. He's very... He's good at protecting his, you know, emotional self. This is a lesson we yeah. can all learn from, I think. <laughs> I, I want to say this is the third Foolish Traveler beat. Mm-hmm. So we have a full three beat yep. where it's the first one is Valentine's Day when they're or like it's after, I guess, when Tor they realized Tor made all the chocolate and spent all her money that she owed to the school and then had to work extra to pay it off and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, the second time was when Kyo realizes, when Kyo sort of confesses to himself that he's in love with her, which we just saw in the anime at the beach arc. Mm -hmm. And this is the third time. Yeah. This. I hope everybody can hear me flicking my microphone. <laughs> um, yeah. And I like how it's how it's like introduced and concluded by Momiji. Yes! Momiji's a storyteller we all needed. He doesn't even have to say it. It's like we know what the point is right now, right? Where it's like the things... And he kind of like uh, talks around it when he's talking to Akito. Where it's like, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. The you know, the reason that Kareno and Toru are kind of have this in their personality is like it's just it doesn't... Hardship like that doesn't aren't the things that matter to them like the things that matter are like being kind to other people so mm -hmm. this is the if that's a setup and then realizing that the second one is like Kyo realizing I don't know it's like Kyo kind of realizing that about Toru and then this is Akito seeing those things too and like I guess understanding more how people mm -hmm. can be empathetic like Akito's also never lived in a world where people were like nobody was like particularly kind or accepting to her you know like they mm -hmm. told her that she was gonna be loved unconditionally but like that's very like one-sided mm -hmm. yeah it's like like we just talked about how like Akito's never had like a kind motivation behind her actions but it's like everyone dealing with her had ulterior motives too like yes yeah it seems like that yeah the, like the maid and all mm -hmm. the other people everybody who was like yeah. quote-unquote nice to her or had any yeah, they all had a motivation for using her in their life, essentially. 
which is unfortunate. One other little thing I noticed with the uh, Akito Mobiji conversation mm-hmm. um, is like at the end when he's giving her the handkerchief, like the first panel, like we see there is him like still got kind of that darker look on his face, but then he like smiles genuinely. And then mm-hmm. we have the panel of Akito looking up, looking kind of startled and like tearing up some. It kind of made me think of the like just recently when Momiji's curse broke and, you know, Akita's freaking out about like looking at him, looking at her with those eyes. Mm-hmm. Where it's, it kind of just made me think like she's looking up and like seeing like a normal, genuine human reaction rather than like all that kind of human interaction rather than all the stuff yeah. that's like uh, dictated by the curse or the lack of the curse. Yeah, it's true. It's a warm smile instead of this like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, like, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever sort of, like, um, like, manufactured adoration that would come with the curse. This is, like, what it's like to be, like, genu- genuinely, mm-hmm. like, looked on with kindness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's sad. Yeah, it's just the framing of it kind of made me think it does, of that. So. Yeah, it is reminiscent of that. The scene is reminiscent of the, that other scene as well because Momiji is standing and Akito is sitting, so you have this, like... Mm-hmm. he's in a sort of position of power with her but in a different way now because now it's in this one of yeah of like empathy and like almost like sagely like teaching her about the world as opposed to mm-hmm. being like um like i don't know like in control of their relationship in a sense of like in control of her like self-worth and her identity in the one mm-hmm. in the scene from before where his curse yeah. is broken yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like before he was in a position of power by like having the ability not to care. Yeah. And like now he's kind of in a position of power by like offering that kindness anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Do we have more things to say about Akito right now? Mm. I guess there's that little scene where she's thinking about you pointed out to me, I thought it was Shiguri's narration, which I would have cut. But it's mm-hmm. her narration where she's thinking about Toru, you know, saying that you were Saying that you were, like, in... It says, like, uh, she said, like, you're there. Like, she... Toru recognized how Akito was sort of, like, ostracized by being singled out mm-hmm. as the yeah god figure. Because, like, the words Toru said, like, when she kind of, like, realized how Akito was feeling was, like, you were there the whole yeah. time. So... Yeah, in the... It doesn't... It's not clear in the dialogue here, but in the Japanese version, it's in quotation marks. Like, that... You're, she said you're here, you're there, or whatever it says exactly is in quotes. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it makes more sense <laughs> that it's, like, her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think, I'm sure we talked about it in the mm-hmm. previous chapters, but it's, like, I think kind of the big deal of, like, that connection there is that, like, Toru is, like, you know, just acknowledging her as a, like, fellow human being, not a, you know, god or a legacy or yeah. anything like that. So it's... Like, seeing her as a person rather than... Like a figurehead in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, as an equal That's rather true. than, like, someone who's above yeah, and someone therefore who's separate. Above or, se- like, separate or outside or inside or whatever, you know? <laughs> any of the above. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually, it says yeah. in that narration, like, she sat... She didn't sit above me or whatever. She sat beside me or whatever. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point that you made. Mm-hmm. We talked about Yuki. We talked about Yuki and Machi. We talked about... Kyo being a dumbass and Akito and Momiji. Let's talk about how great Grandpa Honda is for encouraging Yuki to beat up Kyo. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about that? I mean, I love that he like makes a fist and everything. <laughs> you should yes. 
Grandpa Hanna knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that Kyo's in love with her. I mean. <laughs> he's the best grandpa. <laughs> he is. You know, others may be the best mom or dad, but he's the best grandpa. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's also sweet, just like his first line with Yuki, where he's like, like, we'll take it from here. You should go home and rest. <laughs> yeah. His interaction with Yuki is very cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how Yuki, Yuki's like, yeah, that guy's an idiot. And yeah. then he's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, how he starts to, like, rant him on about it all. <laughs> yeah. He just listens like a nice grandpa. <laughs> Listen to you rant. I don't think I have any other non-spoiler things mm-hmm. to say. I do enjoy how everybody's worried about Toru, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that they all love her, but... Yeah. You get the little scenes, like, Rin just, like, sitting there with her sketchbook mm-hmm. all thrown away. Yeah, this is the first time I noticed the sketchbook next to her, which is a nice touch. I saw it immediately and was like, oh, she can't even draw because mm-hmm. she's so upset. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, including Hero in there is a nice touch, too, because he's, yeah. like, you know, not one of the ones you would immediately think of as being worried over Toru, but, you know, he's no, obviously he come, so to, sassy. come to like her. Yeah, he, he, else. yeah he's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this before. <laughs> in summary, he's a good boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I have other things to say. Thought I'd have more to say. It's like yeah. I almost want to talk about Shigeru, but I don't really have anything in particular to say. Well, he's just I hope he's not, in the... <laughs> not drunk anymore. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just the scene where he's um, where they're talking about how Akito yeah. like went on her own and talking to Atori. He doesn't say much, but it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, he has this kind of like moment where he's thinking about how she acted after everything. Like Atori's like, "Oh hey, like how'd your plan work out?" And he's like, mm-hmm. "I don't know. I guess you could say I'm learning." Like. Yeah, it's like you know, I don't know. Yeah, there's it's weird. It's like I don't, I, I don't really have a lot to say. But he was there, mm-hmm. and th- things that he says are interesting. Yeah, but it's like, kind of like you say he seems kind of right. reflective. But you know, he's so he plays things so close to the chest that it's hard to say exactly what he's being reflective about in particular. Yeah, it seems to me to be like kind of about Akito, even though it's not really about. The Hattori asked him about the whole circumstance, mm-hmm. I guess. But I mean, I think Shigeru is motivated by like, his relationship with Akito, so that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it seems to be somewhat specific, I think. Mm-hmm. Where he, to me, at least, he's like, yeah, I guess, like, I kind of got what I wanted, but I'm learning to compromise. Like, mm-hmm. so, maybe it's still, maybe, like, I mean, there's still whatever, like, ten chapters left, yeah. so, maybe he st- still hasn't gotten exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, maybe that's how you could interpret it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, like, very short little piece of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just, it's worth mentioning, I think, as something interesting, but I don't really know yes. what to say about it. <laughs> yes, I, well, I agree with you. I've, I've proposed some, some sentiments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. I think, like, there's more scenes with Shigeru later yeah. in the story, so I, maybe something will get added on to that we can say kind of, like, about his, his overall arc in the story, mm-hmm. but I feel like at this point it's still a little bit vague. Yeah. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> yeah. he, he's a vague character. It's what he does. <laughs> I like how Tori brought it up, though. Where he's like, yeah, so you fucking happy now? And he's like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> like, or he's like, I'm feeling a little bad. And Tori's like, a little? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's like a man got stabbed today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone got locked in a room and almost starved to death. And someone fell off a cliff and someone got stabbed. You feel a little bad? Tori should have said. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, none of those things were technically my fault. Yeah. <laughs> All I said was, hey, can someone He's come like, live sh- in my house? Yeah. Like, I didn't I'm sure it didn't help, but I didn't do it directly. Yeah. I wasn't holding the knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we'll see. He's, <laughs> it is interesting, and I don't know what to say particularly about it, but he's interesting. So. Yeah. Anybody else? I think that's it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then shall we talk about spoilers? Sure. Okay. Next time we're going to read 126 and 127. So we're back to two. Ooh. Yay? Yes. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah. It's like retro. Let's stay together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old days. Yeah, three weeks ago or back whatever. Back in my day. <laughs> we read two chapters at a time. time. We didn't do any of this three chapter nonsense. <laughs> we didn't have anime breaks. We walked uphill both ways to get to those chapters. <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. We're back to talk about spoilers for this. For where we Howdy. are. Howdy. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't have any, that many specific spoilers. I guess, like, the big one is Kyo's shit that he's to take care of is, like, going to talk to his father and Akito about the curse, about the confinement yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Particularly. Yeah. Kyo has to go get, take his, get, take care of his shit, be a man and whatever, etc. Yeah. Talk to his asshole father. <laughs> one thing I thought of when you were talking about, like, the Yukimachi scene, like, seeming more like a confession than their later scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel like like, this one feels kind of like the love confession, and I feel yeah. like the later one was he was going to be like, so about this curse <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we definitely joked about it in those four where it's like, just kidding, I have something else that I want to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about this one scene. I don't know why. Like, I don't, I guess because, well, the, the first time I read this, I was really more focused on, like, Kyo and Toru's romantic relationship at this point, and now I feel mm-hmm. like I have a much deeper appreciation for Yuki and his growth and Machi and so this time mm-hmm. I was like wow this is like the scene is so touching like they go and they meet they meet at a train station so romantic oh they're <laughs> like oh I'm glad you found me oh I'm glad that you found me it's because <laughs> you're like that that you found me and then they cry it's kind of a big deal <laughs> I never realized yeah <laughs> yeah like I don't think they like it's understated any doubts of how they feel about each other after this no. point like <laughs> this isn't like like Kyo and Toru's like real like confession and actually like like i don't know like the transition from being like i just i like you to like being in a relationship is like so drawn out because there's like the crazy like the fight confession that they have that we just reviewed we just talked about and then it's still Mm -hmm. like chapters and chapters from now before they actually like get to have their actual like discussion you know well, that's what happens when someone falls off a cliff in the middle of your confession. Yeah, it's kind of a, puts a damper on things, I guess. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I think what happens is you run away and say, I'm disillusioned. That definitely puts a damper on yeah. things. <laughs> well, I just mean, like, when someone falls <laughs> off a cliff in between the beginning and the resolution of your it takes you know, love confession, it, it takes, it takes a, while a bit longer. of time. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki and Machi have this, like, very, I don't know, somehow, like, realistic an understated relationship where they're just like I know I'm very convicted about how I feel for you but like can't really show it or whatever where mm-hmm. and then they're just like really nice like yeah yeah it's kind of nice and you know quiet and low drama mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. probably what both of them need mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to everything else going on in their in lives, their lives. <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah, it's like nice. there's no like weird misunderstandings or no there's no baggage. They didn't, you yeah, know, anything know each other's families or any them. shit beforehand, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you you notice me and I like you and I care about you. And I think about, like, I think about, 
I notice things and think about you, and I saw this thing and thought about you, and mm-hmm. like I don't know. Yeah, there is more Akito and Shigeru stuff. I I don't. I whatever I said before about not really knowing if there's yeah. resolution <laughs> to their stuff is the same. It's the same as it was five mm-hmm. seconds ago. I wasn't lying, like I sometimes yeah. do, to obfuscate <laughs> the truth about spoilers. But no, I don't know if there's more. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We only have a couple chapters to go. It'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely more stuff with them. It's just. Yeah, there's at least one more big scene. It's another, I remember, like, part of that scene is, like, Akito still being pretty Akito, which is, like, something I said I liked in this chapter, where, like, it's mm-hmm. not, like, a instant witch flip with her, like, being a better person. It's, like, it's obviously still an ongoing <laughs> I think effort. by the end of the series, it's obvious that Akito isn't fully changed. Mm-hmm. Akito's made significant... By the end of the series, Akito has made significant, like, motions to demonstrate that she's trying to change and has done some things that are very kind like you know yeah. like not forcing Kyo to be confined and all these other things like has done some stuff it's clear that she's like trying to be a better person and like you know learn about how to be a better person um where was I going with my rant let me think <laughs> but it's not she's it's not like she's there it's not like she's just magically she's a better a nicer person or a kinder person kinder person yeah and I love the fact that at the, at the end of the series, Rin is like, no, I'm not okay with this. Like, mm-hmm. still, I really enjoy that. It Like, yeah, Toru has like, to go and kind of comfort her, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, uh, yeah, like, it's a slow process. Like, like that's part of the, like, thesis of the thing, too. It's yeah. like, you can change any time, but it's, you know, it's hard. It takes work, and, you know, not everyone's going to be willing to accept it. Mm-hmm. But it's still worth doing. So. Yes. So, yeah, I like that we see, like, you know, the slow struggle of Akito trying to be a better person and that like not everyone's like immediately on board with that. Like mm-hmm. even like even the rest of the Zodiac who's more like, you know, okay I guess. Like yeah. they're still not they're still not obviously like about to be besties with Akito. Like. No. No. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Um <laughs> but I think that the important thing is that it's recognizable that Akito is trying, which is mm-hmm. again part of the thesis as stated. So Yeah there's a realism to the amount of change that Akito can go through before the series ends. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that again. Yeah. I don't think there's any other things that are like directly foreshadowed by this, these chapters. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about what's coming next? Sure. Okay. I don't know exactly. I <laughs> also have to check next time. Kyo is going to go visit his dad. This is, here's what my description says. Kyo goes to visit his dad and it says there's a, whoa, seeing Akito and like Kareno at the hospital oh yeah so that's gonna happen so some more mm-hmm. you know healing time for Akito yeah <laughs> more catharsis then <laughs> after that next episode next next episode will be four chapters again yay mm-hmm. and it's uh there's like this weird chapter everybody's kind of like having these conversations and like it's the continued healing and then we have Kyo's confession after Toru leaves the hospital and the curse breaks that extends into two chapter into the following chapter and there's like the myth rewritten right and yuki's stuff with machi according to mm-hmm. my according to this list cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what spoilers we'll have then probably nothing <laughs> very few yeah well after that there's only two more episodes and then we'll have to do a finale special like we did before Yay. i was looking at the beach when we, were, when we were writing the beach thing, and I was like, oh, there's, like, after this was our mid-series special. <laughs> so where beach. the beach, where the anime is at now, is where we yeah. were in the middle. So we're in the middle exciting. of something. It is exciting. 
We've done so many things. We've talked for so many hours about this show. Yeah. <laughs> this series. What are we doing? I mean... <laughs> We've talked for so many hours about not this show also. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> about fireworks and animals yeah, and yeah, musicals. And musicals. <laughs> just general life. Oh, lots of like um, dating ourselves technology and movie jokes. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't Mean made Girls a holes references. reference in a long time. <laughs> what was the reason that you we talked about holes in the first place? I can't remember. <laughs> Oh, because hero through the shoe. Hero through the shoe. Oh, yeah. I was like, a shoe falls out of the sky. And you were like, isn't that in- the inciting incident of holes? And I think I laughed for like three yeah. hours because it was hilarious. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that is how, that is what happened. <laughs> That's really funny. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Continuity Stay tuned again for our holes podcast. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Um, since we don't have anything else to talk about other than animals and holes, I guess, then <laughs> it's probably time to say goodbye. So. We'll see you next time for 126 and 127. Bye-bye. Bye. What are you up to? <laughs> strawberries? Thank you. <laughs> we haven't even started recording yet. I could be here for a while. What? <laughs> well, there was a technical issue, and now we're gabbing. <laughs> Hi. No, he's <laughs> taking my strawberries away. No, she needs that. Mine. How's she going to get through the podcast? Bye. <laughs> I'm going, I know, I need energy.